that used to be my thing, like trust and respect words. But then I realized that uh, love was the everything part of it. You just needed to trust. You know what I mean? Like, like I always thought love was homework. But trust and respecting someone was everything. So love was the homework. Like homework, like oh, you know, I love like like it's it's uh, perceived. Yeah. Not real. Like when you trust someone and respect someone, like that was real. I see, I see, I see. And I realized it's really just the gatekeeper. Yeah. To uh, to the love, like the. So, Carrie, I want we are doing an auction live recording today, and uh, we've met a very interesting and dear person, who I believe God is um, knitting to my heart. His name is Carrie to our hearts. This is Phyllis, of course, your host, and we are uh, the live podcast outreach of Rehoboth Institute of the Arts. So Carrie is with me today, and he has said some very powerful words that I really would love for the uh, listening audience to hear. So we were talking about love. So Carrie, you don't know this, but I did a, a podcast series on love, right? And I was trying in my own way to help people understand the difference between attraction and um, infatuations and love. And so, of course, I use Jesus as my model, right? Uh, it's a difficult thing when people are so already immersed in a definition, and so they live their lives accordingly, right? But what you just said makes good sense to me, good spiritual sense, by the way. So. Um, once again, I would like for you to repeat it, if you will, in your own way. Just take your time. Talk about love your way, right? And I'm going to listen as well. Okay. Well, as we were talking about it, I mean, simply to me, love is everything. I mean, it's the it's the answer. It's what we're here for. I mean, when it comes to our spirituality, it's the love that we have for that higher power that we believe in is is the be all end all, and it's what makes our, our everything tick for us. But it's only as good as what protects it. So my love is protected by trust and respect, and I can't have love unless I have trust and respect. So once someone actually takes that trust or respect away from me, they don't have my love anymore. It's pretty simple, uh, but that's how I operate. I believe that my heart is everything to me, and I need to protect it. And simply, someone has to respect me to have it, and someone has to trust me to have it, and I have to respect them to have it. And I need to trust them to have it. It needs to be mutual. It needs to be, <clears throat> it needs to be powerful. And also, when those things don't exist, it needs to be taken away. Hallelujah. Now, you know what, Carrie? I think you're doing. I think you are cooperating with God to get a message out to the world. We believe somehow, you know, erroneously, that because we say we believe in God, that we have Him, that we are actually connected. But belief is a deeper word than just looking at a thing or hearing a thing and then responding to it. Yeah, I kind of, I believe that. I believe that, you know. It's the walking out of of what we say we believe. So if we believe it, right, there has to be an evidence somewhere. And that evidence is, I believe, held in what you just said. So, so explain the cage again. Tell the listening audience about how your love is in a cage. Well, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> my heart... Is literally caged up and it's protected by trust and respect. It's, it's, it's the concept that if you want to get to this heart, you're going to have to earn my trust, you're going to have to earn my respect. And um, if you don't have those things, you're just never going to get to it. 
Uh, and also, nobody can fool me into loving them when they don't have the trust and respect factor. If someone does me wrong or someone treats me the way I don't feel like I'm supposed to be treated, and then I'm going to be holding on to these people because I love them, it doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I release people that I don't love anymore. I, you know, I don't give my love away cheaply. You know, you have to put a lot of work in to get my love, but then you have it, and it's yours to lose. So, keep going. So therefore, it's it's um, it's your opportunity to have me as 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 your person for life. I don't go once I once you have my heart, I'm not going anywhere. Um, I'm just talking actually to you about losing one of my friends. I mean, he had cancer for 17 years. And what did I say to you? I said, I had cancer for 17 years. Why? Because I love him. And he loved me. And I trusted him. And I respected him. And his fight is what made me the the, the strong man that you're actually talking to was he did not complain. So I fed off of him. It was all love. The whole thing was love. The cage was open. The love was out. It was flowing. And it never went away. He never, in, in 35 years I knew him, defied my trust or took away my respect. I loved him until he died. And now I keep him with me as he died. Because uh, love never dies. It just doesn't die. Like You can lose bodies, you can lose souls, you can lose everything. But the love I have for him will never die. So therefore, I get to keep him with me until I'm gone. And I get to see him again. I am so really convinced of what you're saying. In fact, there's there are tears. I'm really, you know, responding to this very, very deeply. Jesus Christ tells us, of God tells us through Christ to trust him. Trust him. And if we trust him, then that love that we say we have for him operates in us to him, right? And we are able to wait, right? If it takes a minute for him to respond, for example, to a prayer or if um, we are going on a journey that doesn't seem smooth to us, our trust in him then allows us to endure that journey so that we end up with the consequences of it. And God never does anything bad to us, those that he loves. God never does anything bad ever. Yeah, right. Like, God does nothing bad. Amen. We think in terms of bad and good. The universe and the higher power and God is never wrong. Mm. No matter what we think, it's never wrong. It's its universe. It's not ours. We are its, you know, we are in its universe. We are operating in the universe. We have opportunities to have great lives and joys. But when something happens that you leave, like, like I just said, my best friend died on Saturday. It did nothing to me emotionally because God is never wrong. So I know that it was time for him to be taken. I was okay with him to have his pain taken from him. The pain was taken from me. And you know what? I put him on my back and now I'm stronger for it because I got him with me at the strongest version with no pain. So I, I will find the good in anything in this world. Someone, someone gets hit by a bus, I'll find the good in it. So if someone gets cancer, I'll find the good in it. Like someone said to me, like, how do you find the good in cancer? It's very easy for me. If someone gets cancer and believes in God, they will fight till their death. In their mm. fight and in their battle, what will happen is everybody around them will get stronger. Mm. So they, that one person's death may create 15 to 20 mm. to 50 people getting super strong in the process. Mm. It's called winning. You know? Hallelujah. It's a win. So, okay. again, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a different thinker, but I truly, and I believe in every last bit of my soul, love my God, my higher power. So I don't care what it does. I love it. I trust it. I respect it. It trusts me. It respects me. It has my heart. And you know what? 
when it's all said and done, I'll meet my God. Mm -hmm. Because our love will bring us together. Mm -hmm. Because I will be pure. I will be the one that actually gets to say hi. And I don't care if I get a wink, a nod, a hug. I don't care what I get. I just know I'm going to get an acknowledgement that my love for the higher power was as pure as it gets. Amen, amen, amen. Carrie, you have delighted my soul today. Good. Now, the only thing that you and I might uh, have a little slice in is that my, my God is, is, a, is a being. And so I respond to him as he, in the word, tells me to. You know, he calls himself he. And so I do too. I, it's hard for me to call him an it. You see what I mean? But nonetheless, I believe I, your words here. I have more respect for women than you do. That's all. Ah, <laughs> do you now? Okay. I, well, I, can't, I can't say that the be all, end all, everything is a man. I can't do it. I won't do it. And you know what? I don't think Jesus would feel good with it either. I just, I believe that we are all meant to synergize and we're 50-50 and we're partnership and we both have dual purposes and I just don't think my particular version of the higher power would want me to call it he in this world where the women are clearly all the power well in the translation of the the Hebrew you know from whence we take our Bible the, the Christian Bible and the New Testament that word is there I don't know how God himself he has described himself though as the fullness of all things even to uh, which is one of the names means the full-breasted one which means also the nurturer and, and we as women you know identify that way so it is also written that there is in christ neither male nor female jew nor gentile you know so we are in him a oneness i understand that so because, it's, because technically Christ is God in human form, where God took over That's one right. of our bodies. That's right. But what was inside that body was not a man. You know, the man yeah. might have been walking, and of course we acknowledge Jesus as Jesus, but the soul that was inside Jesus or what was operating was everything. Was so everything. that's why he had the power he did, and, it, and it's fine. But I just, I'm so focused, because one of, my, one, of my, one of my big things that you don't really know about me is aside from everything else, I'm big on equality. I believe in energy equality, not like, oh, wages equality or things like that. I, I believe that when men and women realize how important we are for each other mm -hmm. and the harmony and how we're supposed to be partners with each other, and like you said, you know, built to be nurturers and things like that, that's just as important as built to be a laborer. That's right. So when the energy erupts and there's, there's a partnership, we'll see what we want to see. Because that's godly with the 50-50. Because yeah. yeah. need, you're needed for birth. Yeah. So how could you be any less important than someone who's really not needed? That's right. And you know they can they, they can make the, the, the soda out of anything now. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they can make people out of anything now if they wanted to, but they're still going to need the female vessel in order. To, so I don't know. I've always I've always been one that I felt like women do way more than we do, mm -hmm. and they do it happily and when supported and safe and secure, they take care of us too. So it's like when you see this, and, and I've been around you know, great females, so maybe that's my advantage. Yes. How could I sit back and watch TV or do as little as I do and actually say that I'm any better in any type of way? Or call it he. To me, it's just highly disrespectful. In, in my own personal, not, not to be disrespectful, but I find it disrespectful for you. Well, you know what? Don't worry about the me of me. <laughs> if there are any more me's out there, because we... Um, like I see in the he, right, the seed of it all. And so I'm never, I've never been offended by that. So when we got to move from, you know, the generic he into he, she, or it, or whatever, that that was not my journey at all. Like I'm not a feminist in that way, not at but all. I don't think this is about, fem it's not about feminism. Well, it's, really, it's really about... 
being correct. You know, like, it's like, if there's something I know, again, being a human, not even a spiritual human or anything, in, in 44 years of life, I know that we're supposed to work as one. And when, when like, I'm with my wife for 27 years. I got two great kids. We harmonize and we create better people because we operate better. Indeed. I don't go home. She, she doesn't even work. Right. My wife hasn't even worked in 20-something years. It right. really never worked. I never, go, I never go home and go, hey, you know, I do the work and why isn't the food on the table? I do the work. Mm -hmm. She raised my kids. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. But we work in harmony in a way that, that I feel so much from her that I would never need her to work. It's just not an honesty. Yeah, I, and I don't think we're at odds in our discussion here at all about that, but it is one that we probably would have to take to a link <laughs> to get our, our um, audience right on the same page, so to speak. And so you and I need to talk about that a little bit more. Honestly, I have no offense in that at all. Um, my my reason for not calling God an it is because for me, it has no life. And I, I see life in God, you know, I see all that. But this has been very, very, very good, very helpful. And you know what? I so appreciate you as a person who is really grasping and and just moving towards God because God is everything, right? And without Him, nothing is that is. And so I. Um, well, what else is God? God is love. He is that. Well, everything. And love. without Him, that's right. It, we're going through the, the Gospel of John on the podcast. And in the beginning, that's what He says in Him is light and He is the life of men. And we we see in that reading that he is love. He is. He is the he's the composite of all that is good for mankind. And love is from love flows that goodness. You know it all. I love it. Thank you, Carrie, for taking this moment. This has been great. And you know what? I want the listening audience to know this is an insertion in our live cast. We're going to come again with Carrie. I really think that it's worth our time to spend time with Carrie. Oh, yeah. Bless you, babes. Thank you so much for sitting down. Listen, guys, he's right here in the in the um, auction with us, and he's passing by. He stops to say hello. He's praying for the healing of my knees, and um, he took time just to sit and spend this moment so that we could hear a perspective that I think we rarely do. So with that, I'm going to bid you adieu, and we'll talk more. God bless you. Take good care. It's been a good meal, hasn't it? Just walking. Just like that. Yeah, I was